Hello and welcome to the podcast for Christ Community Church in Oak Ridge, Tennessee. This past weekend we had a very special guest, one of the missionaries we support from Chicago, the founder and president of Mission USA and The Bridge, Glenn Fitzgerald. Thanks, brother. I need any water. I'm good. Calm down, it's not going to be that good. Now listen, we're going to talk about some some ministry here, uh, but in a sense, I'm going to be talking about uh, uh, the the potential that's in this room and the the amazing people that are here. Um, as, as mentioned previously, some uh, people here have been to the bridge. Uh, we have adult groups that are good, and then we have youth groups that are way better. <laughs> And uh, if you don't like the sound of that, maybe step it up a notch, okay? <laughs> because these guys are, are amazing, and, and I had a chance to visit with them earlier today, and I gave them the good stuff, and you guys get the leftovers. Now, so we're talking today about missions. We're talking about the bridge. So here's what we do every Tuesday for the past 19, almost 20 years. Every single Tuesday, we have a worship service. It's designed for three groups of people. Uh, people who have been incarcerated, uh, people who have been involved in street gangs, and people who are dealing with uh, recovering from addiction. And of course, there's lots of overlaps in those groups. Uh, This entire service is designed for them, the worship music, everything is designed uh, to minister to them and to raise them up. Uh, We go and visit churches in Chicago, we dress down and we see how they receive us. Uh, if, If they act funky, we just keep walking. Uh, until we find the right church that's a good church home for our people. We visit about 10 churches to find one that's uh, good enough to be part of the bridge. Uh, So we're super picky on our people's behalf. And uh, those pastors rotate through three at a time. Every service we have three pastors. They're each given 10 minutes to bring a message and they all hate that and we, we think that's funny. Uh, so they, they have learned to actually just come right to it, my man. And that's a good thing. Uh, those pastors have to preach on a topic that our people pick. So they write down what they're struggling with and they put it in the box. And those pastors are given that struggle and you've got 10 minutes to do that. Uh, we have all different kinds of denominations, preaching styles. They all have to answer to our statement of faith. And then afterwards we have a meal and that's where you guys have come in. Uh, You've brought food and cookies and love and smiles. And to our people, that's just, it's literally a miracle to them uh, that you guys would do that and get in a van and drive all that distance. Uh, You guys have given us so many shots in the arm when we really needed it. And so I'm here to thank you as much as uh, talk about what we're doing. I want to tell a few stories here. Uh, and I think it will illustrate a bit of what the, the real deal is to do this kind of work. So when, um, when we had the COVID stuff, we had um, an inability, of course, to, to meet and do our thing. So there was one group of our people that all lived in the same building. So they're sort of quarantining with each other. So they started a Bible study there. 
And uh, uh, Peter Lawson from our staff would kind of come in every now and then be like Paul with them and Timothy, like visiting churches and just keep their doctrine straight, keep them uh, moving and all of that kind of stuff. And they met all through that period. So when we relaunched the bridge on the other side of that, they were a significant amount of our population. In fact, we had one of those people in that group uh, come through our training. We give the uh, training that we give to the staff, we give to our deacons, and those are people who have come up through the ministry and now help us run the service. Uh, so Billy, our, one of our deacons, came from that group. And when we, when we kind of launched and we looked over there, we realized that wasn't our idea. Uh, Calvin is the guy who, who did the whole thing. We just helped it, but he did it. And we, we realize it's, it's kind of functioning like a church body. They wouldn't call it that, but it's doing that. And um, we thought that was really uh, uh, unusual. And uh, we liked it. Well, here's what happened. Uh, we started training uh, all these people, Billy and so forth. And we had a service. I noticed there was this guy who was walking around the room. And he'd have sort of these intense conversations. I'd met him, but not really talked to him. And so I went behind him to, to find out what he's talking to these people about. And he says, oh, yeah, that's Kevin. He's helping me get a job. And I went to the next one. And he says, oh, yeah, he's, he's helping me with my uh, disability. He's helping me with my veterans benefits. And, and so I went to Kevin. I said, uh, Kevin, uh, what's happening here? And he says, well, you guys been training Billy. And then Billy just immediately just told me what you told him. So he's been training me. And I'm just doing this now. Okay, we officially have lost control. Okay, this is, things are breaking out and they're way ahead of us. Okay, so we started, I, I, I pulled Pete aside and I said, Pete, uh, it's out of control, uh, but let's do this. Let's just start a whole new wing of our ministry where we incubate and birth new ministries like this and just do that. And he said, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. And I said, right, I, the next part I was going to tell you is you're in charge of that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he made choking noises and, you know, so we moved forward. So he takes Billy and Kevin and puts them in the same room and he says to them, if you could do anything, any kind of ministry, what would that be? And Kevin says, youth ministry. And Billy says, homeless ministry. And they looked at each other and they said, high schoolers doing homeless ministry and high five each other. And they're just like, I mean, they can't even sit down. They're so excited with this. Now, what I know and what Pete knows is youth ministry and homeless ministry are the two hardest ministries to do on the planet. They're going to combine them. And of course, we're not going to tell them it's hard because they're going to mess around and do it. So we're not, gonna, we're not gonna sit on them while they're doing that. Now, will it be messy? Oh, Lord, yes, it's gonna be messy. Will it be imperfect? Yeah. But you gotta start somewhere. You gotta learn some kind of way. You have to get in the mix and try stuff. And it might be the kind of thing they'll do for a summer or uh, you know, once a quarter for a year or something like that. But it's beautiful. You know, we, we, we started asking ourselves, we're always thinking about starting a ministry that lasts forever and is, you know, it stands the test of time and we're, we're going to be doing the same thing over and over again forever with no changes. But 
for them was like a wide open playground. And, and so we started, and we called this division, new division of our ministry Crossover. They named it. I, I said, let's call it bodybuilding. That sounds. <laughs> and they said, no. Uh, crossover, that's better. And so now that's what they call it, but I like mine better, but it's okay. I'm getting over it. That's, that's what happens. We're, we're turning it over to them. We're just letting them do this. And we started realizing just the way we plug people into churches out of the bridge, we can plug people into this out of the bridge. So we're incubating these micro ministries that our people are going and doing and our people that come through this program can go and plug into. So our brains are currently exploding on all of this. Uh, no idea where this is uh, you know, going to land or what, what amazing things are gonna come from that. But we, we started uh, keeping an eye on what do people want and what is their potential and how, how, how can we unlock their gifts. And so we're having one of these crossover meetings and there was a guy named Lionel and Lionel came forward to us and said, um, I've memorized some Bible and I'd love to get up and recite it. And we said, uh, okay. And because, you know, that's, you know, we, we, uh, okay. So he said, but it's, he said, I was in prison for a long time and all I had, we were on lockdown for a long time, all I had was my Bible and I just would memorize it, memorize it and memorize it. And he, he finally, he kind of talked us into it after two or three weeks and he stands up and he recites an entire chapter of the book of Proverbs from heart. But here's the part that we didn't see until it happened. He didn't read it off. He didn't, uh, you know, like recite it the way, you know, he, he, it wasn't, it was a living, breathing thing. It's different when someone looks you in the eye and says, have no fear. I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. That's different than just re I, you fear, fear not. You have, I have redeemed you. That's different. And we, everybody's mouths are hanging open, but Pete and I are looking at each other like, what? We didn't have this idea. <laughs> Do you see what I mean? We're used to having all the brilliant ideas and ministry things and no one will get excited about it or whatever else. This is their idea and it's way better. And it's, I don't know what you call that. And we were talking with the young people. I don't know what you call that calling. I don't know what you say, what that gift is. I don't, but as he's doing this, we start thinking, okay, what do we do with that? And I, so I'm, I'm talking to Lionel and he says, yeah, what I, what I do is I take like a Bluetooth speaker and I go into like the roughest neighborhood and I get my phone and the beats are going and I'm doing scripture from memory and I'm recording the video and then I put that on the internet. And I said, Lionel, that is the coolest thing I have ever heard in my life. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, but I, you know, I, I, it's kind of all lo-fi. I want to do, you know, I want to be able to take it to the next level. I said, okay, I've got this friend named Lee Younger. Now, Lee turned me on to this thing called Street Lights, 
which is just the coolest thing ever. And it's basically um, uh, people who are in the inner city uh, reading scripture and some really cool beats behind it. It's like the perfect thing to meditate to, to relax to, put it in the car as you go. I'm a huge fan after he turned me on to it. This is great. So I played that for Lionel. Here's this, here's the beats, here's what's going on. He flips out. You're like, this is, this is what I want to do, and this is, how, I, you know, this is exactly the thing. I said, okay, Lionel, we are going to meet these people because I'm cool and I know people. <laughs> and he didn't even believe it was possible. But we had our staff uh, members, our, uh, Grace and Mark, and, and Grace is our new director of the bridge. So uh, for the first time, we have a woman that runs our bridge service, which is great. <laughs> You can, I, yes, that's right. Woo is correct. Uh, suddenly it was way better when a woman was running it. Nobody told me that was going to happen either. So, you know. Uh, so Grace picks up Lionel, takes him to the church where these guys are. She introduces them to Lionel. They put their arms around his shoulder and say, let's go to the studio and we'll show you how we, this guy's mind is just, all of this, understand all of this is taking place without us orchestrating it, without us saying this is the thing that you have to do. We're just empowering them to do their thing. And we're wondering why, you know, we didn't have visions for these things earlier. I'll tell you another story. This is going to blow your mind. Hang on to yourself. On, our, on the ladies' side of things, uh, Sarah, who has, came here a little while back, she's about this tall, like a, you know, it's like a firecracker, just small but mighty. Sarah is talking with one of our ladies that came up through the ministry. Her name is Carla. Carla uh, came out of incarceration, came out of uh, addiction and struggles and uh, plugged into the bridge, and then we gave her uh, training, and she became a deacon, and it's a whole thing. So we go to Carly and say, Carly, if you do anything, what would you want to do? And she says, I want to do prison ministry. That's really where my heart is. And we say, okay, look, uh, the fact that you have been in there before means they're gonna make you wait like seven or eight years to even apply, and then you have to get the application process, you know, I've been doing prison ministry for 30 cough, cough years, and it, it's, it took me a year to get in there, so you're going to have to, and then, you know, so let me crush your dreams with that. <laughs> and so she ignores that and goes to Sarah and says to Sarah, I want to do prison ministry. And Sarah says, okay, let's do it. And Carla said the most bizarre thing I've ever heard in all of my years of doing urban and prison ministry. She says, Carla says, I'll introduce you to my judge. The judge that put her in jail. <laughs> this is the way we're going to move forward with this. And Pete and I, and Pete does our prison ministry, we look at each other, that's insane. What's, what's that going to do? So Carla and Sarah go and see the judge that put her away in jail. And, and Carla says, okay, look, I'm doing this thing called the bridge and we're helping these people and we're getting people jobs and housing and we're getting people plugging into churches. This is what's going on. Now we want to get into this jailhouse and do this. What can you do for us? Judge picks up the phone and gets them straight in. Can you believe that? Yeah. Uh, so don't listen to men. I think that's the main <laughs> takeaway. 
only do they get in. I need you to understand this. When we go in, when, uh, into the men's side, we are patted down from head to toe, metal detector, the whole deal. They, they recently told us we can't bring paper in anymore. We're writing Bible verses on our hand like a crazy person and going there to do our stuff. These ladies are bringing snacks in. <laughs> They're bringing food and cupcakes, and we're just going to sit and visit, and we're just going to have a good... I'm like, what on earth? I have never in my life heard of this. Like, how can we go to the racetrack? I mean, this is a hot thing that's happening here. i got to cash in on this somehow. I mean, but this was Carla's idea. You follow me? Carla said, that we could do this. And for us, it was about getting out of the way of that. And it was us saying, the spirit here is the spirit of each one reach one. The spirit of this is, uh, it, it's not about, let's build a giant thing that will reach a million people. And we have speakers and laser beams and, you know, all this, you know. It's not, that's not the spirit. That's not what they want to do. And that's not what people want done for them. Their spirit is, I could, I could sit and visit and listen to people. We could go into this jailhouse and just get to know them and build those relationships so they feel comfortable with us. And we have had a steady, wonderful, beautiful influx of female inmates coming into the bridge from that ministry that they have started. And uh, for us, we had to, again, kind of shift our thinking into this idea of everybody can do a little bit of something. And that adds up to a whole lot when it's all said and done. And if we can encourage that and equip that in some sort of way, that's, that's what we need to be doing. Now, uh, at this point, I want to read a Bible verse because that's what you do in church. <laughs> Keep it Christian. That's how I like to do it. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1, uh, starting in verse 6. Uh, and this is Paul and Timothy. This is everything we're talking about here. This is all, we're being Paul, just equipping and enabling and giving good doctrinal frameworks, all of that. We're just doing, keeping them between the ditches and letting them do their thing as, as young people in Christ. Uh, 2 Timothy 1, starting with verse 6. And this is Paul talking to Timothy. And he says, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the spirit God gives us is not, does not make us timid, that's Bible for chicken, uh, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So this is what we have learned to do with our people. It's what I hope to do with you to today is this idea of fanning into flame something that, that, that escapes the boundaries, that goes and does its own thing, that it's about just sitting and listening and visiting with people, uh, sharing your heart, uh, not judging people, not looking down on people, but helping them move to the, to the next step. Um, uh, this is a part where I have to brag on Zach and Anna. Yes, you can woo. Please woo. Woo is the appropriate church response to that. Zach and Anna came to us, and now our number one problem that we had 
is uh, volunteers when we refired the bridge from post-COVID. And we had lots of problems getting van drivers and if we don't get them in the van, we ain't gonna have them in, the, you know, the things are not gonna break out if you don't get them there. So uh, we, we called them and, and when they got there, uh, we just latched onto them and said, please, please, please drive these fans for us. And here's the thing that they discovered and here's the thing that I would put towards you is that the bridge doesn't start when we do the opening prayer at the service. The bridge starts when that door swings open and it's the, the, the welcoming and loving uh, person and the, the smiling face that, that receives them. Uh, we know how this service is gonna be when we see them walking in the door. We know exactly what spirit has, has been uh, taking place in the, in the van. Uh, this probably happens with other uh, uh, churches and organizations, but for our people, praise and worship uh, lasts, when, and it happens whenever they want it to happen, as opposed to when we schedule it. So frequently they just get in the vans and say, all right, we're gonna sing all the way back. And they just start singing the bridge songs that they learned, and that's just, they think that's normal. And we don't tell them any different. That's, yes, that's how other people do it. Absolutely, just sing anytime you feel like singing. So, uh, you know, church breaks out in the van is what I'm trying to tell you. And so the, the van is like the, the magical unit of, you know, these vans are just being held together by faith. These old vans, you know, and, and uh, you know, we, we, we pray over it every, every time. But this idea that... Um, we have these amazing triple C people with the triple C vibe driving those fans and bringing that energy and that love is the biggest godsend I have. And you are never getting them back. <laughs> no gypsies backsies as it says in the Bible. <laughs> I think that was the Virgin Mary said that. Um, I mean, <laughs> I'll learn to behave one of these days. My, my wife is giving me dirty looks right now. <laughs> Zechariah uh, chapter four, verse 10. And I love this verse and this is everything. Do not despise these small beginnings. Do not despise these small beginnings for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. Isn't that amazing? Have a small beginning. I think that's great. Do a little thing. Uh, the people that I work with, they're, they're, they, they deal with addiction and they are lost and they don't know where to start and they've destroyed their, their, their whole lives. And uh, there's a saying that they share with each other, uh, which is, do the next right thing. And I think that's a wonderful thing to look at in what you want to do with your life and your walk and where you're at. Uh, we have young people in this room with energy and passion that we need in the church, uh, and we need for you to, to fan that into flame. Uh, we have old people, really old, old people here. <laughs> you know who you are. Uh, ask your doctor if you're not sure. <laughs> He's the guy who's like, oh boy, here's my next boat payment, just walked in. So. Uh, we got, old, we got, you know, you, you've seen it. We have old people here and we need that wisdom. We need that gentleness. We need somebody to, to sit and listen. We need that encouraging word, that experience that you have 
We need that. But think small. Think small. Please think small. Have a small beginning with that. Uh, because the Lord doesn't despise it and neither do I. God bless you. Well, I want to see through your eyes. My life is your life. Make every single day another chance to say, I want to please you more. I want to love you, Lord. I want to live like I'm your child. And I want to make you smile today. Change the way I see. Lord, grow the heart in Bye.